1: welcome back to the millennials podcast
0: i'm smith i'm seth and it's the voice that makes you moist marcus marcus weathered the dry climate of arrakis and has landed here (laughs) on caladan with the rest of us
2: it's true to continue the millennials we all await the uh the rise of sand jesus
1: i have a question about marcus a technical question about your powers when you make people moist, is, are, are, you, are you drawing out their natural moisture they already have? Or are you imparting upon them new moisture drawn from the
2: ether? I, I'd like to, it's a combination of both, you know? Uh-huh. Like, sometimes, you know, you gotta start their moisture with my own moisture. Sometimes I just gotta bring it out of them. It, it, it really yeah. depends on the situation. Because if you draw out their moisture, you'd be, like, enemy number one
1: on Arrakis. But if you impart new moisture, you'd be sand Jesus. Oh, oh sweet. Cho. Okay. All right. They would worship you. <laughs>
2: That's
1: what I've been thinking this whole week. Is also, I'm not sure if this, was, if, if this is a spoiler for the movie or anything or for the books. I'll bleep it out if y'all think so. But water kills sandworms. Yeah. Uh, it's like poison to sandworms. But where the so, fuck are
2: you going to find
1: water in the desert. That's a good question, Marcus. That's why those are dominant. But like a single drop of water will kill a sandworm. So yeah. you'd be there. their the, the murderer.
0: Well, to be honest, I've been reading a lot of um, discourse on the internet and since Dune and Star Wars are apparently the same exact movie, there must be moisture farms on Arrakis um, that can oh. um, use used to, to kill these worms.
1: Yeah, the a lot of people on the internet want Dune to be Star Wars and it isn't
0: yeah it's, not. it's like people cannot just accept that it's just something new to them like i don't understand this weird like making all these comparisons to star wars or to other movies and t- people are even already talking like oh what's the what's the dune cinematic universe gonna look like and i'm like <laughs> why does everything have to fall into this first of all isn't it crazy that the, the cinematic universe that we talk about so much has only existed for a little over 10 years. Yeah. And yeah. for some reason, it has now become the only thing, only way anybody can frame a franchise of movies ever. And I just don't get it. Yeah.
1: Right.
2: I, going, they've, go ahead, Marcus. Right. Oh, All just, you, Marcus. I was just going to say, I, I thought I was just going to start at, at a trilogy, just, you know, three movies, maybe some merchandise, and, you know, on to the next thing. But there we yeah. go. Apparently not. <laughs> I'm hoping
1: for just Dune part one and part two. Do a duology. See if you can do it at all. It would probably be difficult though. There's a lot in there's a lot in the back half of Dune that is wild. It is gonna be
0: pretty tough for I think crowds to wrap their head around. But they, they hey, they accepted part one more than I thought they would. So yeah. we'll see. Cool. Well,
1: something that's going to happen is, when eventually, I'm not sure if we'll get to it in the first book of Dune, because it really doesn't come up until the second one, is that uh, Star Wars really draws from the Campbell, the Campbell, you know, hero's journey, the myth, of yeah. the, the, the monomyth, and so does Dune. But then it's like, fuck you. It's like, <laughs> did you think Paul was a hero? Get fucked.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, the books after the first one go pretty hard. <laughs> Even the ones that Frank Herbert wrote are crazy. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, because he for sure knew what he was doing. Like, I can't I, spoilers. Okay, for late for a, the second book in Dune. At one point, Paul is like, "Man, I'm a lot like
2: Hitler actually."
1: And right. one of his one of his little toadies is like, "Oh no, sir, you killed way more people than Hitler did."
2: Yeah, <laughs> Come on, what are you talking about? <laughs> was that one of his men tats just
1: doing the math? <laughs> those are rookie numbers. He's like, sure, Surely you've killed billions. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> don't compare yourself to, to fucking Hitler.
2: Uh, that amateur. <laughs>
1: He's doing chump change compared to you, sir. But yeah, I love that there's this discourse around Dune. People are like, oh, it's racist, it's sexist, it's imperialist, and I'm like You know that depiction does not is not correlate to call to, to
0: endorsement, Exactly. Right? It's the problem we talked about a couple weeks ago when there was that lady who wrote that like magical fantasy novel that had a slave owner who was clearly a racist, and people like tried to t- t- canceled her and they had to cancel the book. Because they were like, "Oh yeah, we can't print this anymore. People are mad about it." I'm like, "You're mad that a slave owner in this fantasy novel is racist?" Okay,
2: okay, cool. Mm. God, <laughs> oh, uh, are we just—is that what our podcast going to be about today? Just people being ridiculous? Because
0: well, bullshit. it actually might because I was I had a I had a question for somebody like Smith who's a little more connected online than I am. Okay. Did I miss something in the Elijah Wood story?
1: elijah wood like in, in what sense
0: the thing that happened with elijah wood today do you did were you not as plugged in as me i no i'm all,
1: mm,
0: okay well otherwise. i woke up well not woke up in the middle of the day i was you mean, like you mean frodo right yeah like yeah the yeah Hobbit guy so i okay I, all right i got on twitter and it was like i don't even follow the guy but it was like you know twitter does that thing like oh things you might like section out. and it was like a tweet from elijah wood that had like a lot of comments on it and it was him saying like Oh, I, you know, without without my knowledge, or he's, like, I purchased some NFTs of some art from a person who apparently has some pretty nasty political views. And since then, I have I've deleted the files, and I'm donating all the money I spent on it to different causes, like Black Lives Matter. And he listed one other one. He's like, I'm very sorry, you know, if this has offended anyone. Also, when I saw that, I'm like, okay. I guess he like bought an NFT from some neo-Nazi person, didn't realize it, and then like kind of tried to apologize. But then even after the apology, people were like really mad at Elijah Wood still. They were just like, oh, why does Elijah Wood just want everyone to hate him all of a sudden? And I'm like, I I don't know what he did wrong. I mean, first of all, he bought an NFT. That's bad. Mm -hmm. And I guess it was from a neo-Nazi, but it seems like he apologized and like kind of owned up to not doing his research. I didn't really understand what everyone was mad about in the end but i don't know maybe the, i was thinking i was thinking maybe there's a part of the story i'm missing but apparently i have more of the story than anybody so right. yeah. good enough
1: I, I did see that the nft brain disease has infected many of our of our greats like uh david lynch in fact yep. uh has produced some nfts now oh boy. With the fucking mcrib is an nft now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually just had a McRib before this podcast. Oh, no. You're part of the problem, Seth. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're, like, doing a sweepstakes to give, to give away, like, 10 exclusive NFTs. Guys, seriously. All right. Here's a question for y'all boys. Is this real? Like, is this real life that we're living in right now? Uh, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Because I, I think... Here's my theory, guys. Here's, here's what I think, fellas. The Large Hadron Collider punched a hole in space time and killed all of us instantaneously. Back when it first turned on, and we are currently experiencing a death hallucination in our final in our final seconds that are stretching out into infinity. Damn! And we have conjured up this awful, awful version of reality to live in. That's my. Th- that's, that's all I can think is, is that, happening
2: because that is a terrifying point. kind of hell you've just described. <laughs> okay, um, this is
0: something I'm gonna have to drop in the. The discord oh Uh-oh. so i did i did a little bit of digging just to see what this guy's prior work was like and you guys can check this out and let let these in this is the guy that elijah would so apparently it was an nft that elijah would commissioned mm-hmm. um and this is the guy who made it and
1: yeah i've seen okay now this is wow. playing as well as i was only in on earlier. early so just just okay. for the, the
0: listeners to have a little bit of context that some just some of them are like there's a bunch of clan members and i guess two of them just got married and they're all like talking to each other and they're Instead of having cans attached to the back of their truck, it's um, dead black people. And then there's one where there's a black guy had uh, apparently insanely stabbed a white cashier to death at a liquor store. Um, I mean, just blood all over the place. Two other people are dead inside the place as well. And the white cop is cuffing him and he's like, oh, you're hurting my wrists. And everyone's like, this is brutality. It's like, you know, over the top. I don't want to describe the rest, but that's just kind of where we're coming from on this. So maybe I, I can see why doing your research on an artist might be a little more important Elijah Wood. First of all,
1: this art is like, what if the far side sucked and was racist? Yeah. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> and also, just like... I don't understand why you would commission this guy. To, what, what were you hoping he would produce? Right? Like, what do you want out of this guy?
0: Yeah. Mm. This is, uh, I, apparently, like, the whatever NFT he actually commissioned, like, you can't even find it anymore. Um, but yeah, apparently it was some kind of Elijah would collab with this guy, so yeah, maybe I can see I can see where the uproar is coming from now. This is uh... I just gotta
1: point out, guys. This last comic here has a, gr- a group of, of of bears coming into a neighborhood of rocks and a stream, and they have spray paint cans and backwards baseball caps. And there's spray painting on the wall on the rocks that say "Home Bear Shit and Fuck," and a couple of polar bears are saying "Uh oh, Howard." Looks like this area has black bears. <sighs> yeah. Um, awesome, yeah. I just... Do they think that people just spray paint fuck on the walls? That's, a, that's I've the never funniest seen that part my to me is
0: like that the people are just, shit, fuck. <laughs> I guess Homebear is supposed to be Homeboy, which also no one's just gonna spray paint on a wall. Right. Um, which also, that is an incredibly sweaty metaphor right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: it really is. So um... It's like... This isn't even like like I've never seen graffiti this basic in my entire
0: life. This is yeah. not what graffiti looks like. People put pride in that shit. Like But yeah, I no, your take is the best. This is racist, stupid, far side.
1: It's not even it's I don't even understand. Yeah. So I, I get it now. So I saw this tweet earlier and I was like, I don't know who Elijah is. I guess I should that's who Elijah is in the tweet then, huh? Yeah. Wow.
0: Elijah <laughs> Wood. So, can you <laughs> use some context there?
1: Yeah, that would be nice. That's crazy. Uh, come on,
2: man. Just get it together. He, he probably you know? saw some of his non-racist art and was like, all right, that looks all right. <laughs> Let me get something yeah. made.
1: It's kind of like how in Magic the Gathering, every card is a number, right? They, they go from number one to whatever the number is. Yeah. And just by pure coincidence, card number 1488, which is the 14 words, 88 is Heil Hitler, happens to be a card named persecution and it has a white hooded figure with a killing a black uh, clo- cloaked figure with an axe that, that's a little too
2: much to be a coincidence
1: <laughs> <laughs> wizards swears up and down it's a coincidence and i'm like i don't think so sir yeah that is oh, yeah. there's too much
0: It's a little much um
1: although speaking of violently stabbing someone
0: to death uh-oh. how oh, about the joker folks what about the joker what
1: happened with him uh, the guy in Japan dressed with a Joker and stabbed people on the subway. Y'all didn't see this? I was too
0: busy oh. looking at the Elijah Wood news for five minutes. Right. <laughs> well,
1: the thing is, I've heard conflicting reports about this guy. Some folks say that he's the Joker. Other folks say that he's Marcus, you know who this guy is, Yoshikage Akira from JoJo. Oh, my God. I, I look at the, I look at what his outfit he's got on, and it could go either way. It could be a Joker costume, or it could be akira I don't quite I don't quite know. Oh I love the
0: way you phrase that
2: sentence. Some people are saying he's the Joker. <laughs> 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 like he's actually the Batman villain. D- does he live in a society? Huh? Huh? We all do. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, yes, <laughs> we all do. Whether we want to or not.
1: But like uh, yeah, he stabbed some folks on the subway, I guess. I think he didn't kill anybody, they not managed to injure people, which is a uh, uh I guess better in a way. Yeah. Right. he killed anybody. But yeah. Uh twenty four year old dude just goes on a stabbing spray in the subway. Trust us, either the Joker Joker or Yashikage uh Akira. Yeah. Not not quite sure.
0: So I wanted to talk about <laughs> I want I, I want to spend one week I- where we don't mention it.
1: Actually, Seth, one quick question for for Marcus. Would you rather be stabbed by a man dressed as the Joker or Yoshikage Akira? Which one would you rather Uh, be stabbed by? You had to choose.
2: Oh, God. Yoshikage. Okay. All right.
0: Would you rather be stabbed by the actual Joker or the actual Yu Yu (laughs) Hakusho?
2: Yu Yu Hakusho,
0: hands down.
2: Easy. Easy choice
0: oh man i'm sorry so no, that's your, your question <laughs> so i wish I to go one week without this but we have to discuss the podcast, own boy elon musk because oh, sure elon musk has made in my opinion maybe his dumbest series of tweets ever and i'm not sure if you guys heard about this but basically i can't remember how the conversation started basically it was by taxing billionaires, and he was like oh you you, you can't Tax billionaires because how else am I gonna move humanity to Mars all by myself if I don't have billions of dollars? Which you know what is a better argument for the one he comes up with later because eventually he was there was some, there was basically a conversation by the UN saying in the World Food Program that's like oh if we tax billionaires and if we're able to get you know like six billion dollars then uh, we'll be able to you know work on solving world hunger and so. Elon Musk decided to tweet at them and say, hey, if anyone from the World Food Program can explain to me how $6 billion will solve world hunger, then I will sell Tesla stock right now and give you the money. And someone came back and they, they explained, they were like, basically, because like his whole argument is like, oh, if $6 billion can't 100% eradicate world hunger, don't even fucking talk to me. But then the guy was like, we never said six million would solve world hunger. We just said it could do, and it, like, it listed out the amount of things that it could do, you know, stop this many million people from going hungry. It wouldn't help this much with housing, this much with this. Um, and then the, the guy said, and if you want Elon, I can fly to you right now. We can talk about it in person. And then Elon responds with the weakest thing, the most cowardly, stupid tweet I've ever seen, where he was like, oh, just uh, send me any of your published research and I'll go over it later.
2: Mmm, Jose. Uh, it's
0: like, what the fuck? That is isn't the he, most limp dick cowardly move I've ever seen.
2: Isn't he worth like over a hundred billion at this yes, point? He's, so he's he can easily spend that. the world. So he he's can easily spend that six billion and still be rich as fuck.
0: Exactly. And I'm over here like, hey Elon, if you think yeah, you maybe you're right, maybe six billion won't solve our hunger. How about we take some more?
2: Yeah. How about we get rid of
0: some more of that money, you know? 20 30. <laughs> How about we take
2: half your fucking money? How yeah. about that?
1: How about all of it? Yeah. You know, like, if you're if you're such a fucking great guy, if you're so good at business, you'll make it back, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How hard can it be?
2: Extreme work ethic.
1: <laughs> you made it all by yourself in the first place, right?
0: Exactly. And, but yeah, it was just so funny that none of these guys were ever actually put their money where their mouth is. Because, the, and it's the uh, funniest thing we're talking about right now, it is so, it is laughable how easily somebody like Elon Musk could lose $6 billion and it not even via a noticeable effect on their lifestyle. And for, you know, still so for him, why? it's so important that he hoards all this gold.
1: What if I told you that last week Elon Musk made six times that in a single day? Exactly. Wow in the largest day of, of wealth increase in history he made 36 billion dollars off of tesla stock um and the de- he's he's mad democrats because they want to increase his taxes to 10 billion dollars one year yep what? so a third of what he made in one day wow over the course of a year. Also, it is so funny to watch these 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 tax plans for billionaires come out because ten million dollars is nothing. It is a drop in the bucket at the national expenditure level of what it would take to run this country. It's basically nothing. Like why are we even worried about this? Yeah. Right? And he's one person. He's one guy.
0: Yeah, we should be taxing it, so him and Bezos and the freaking Google guys. Like they should it should be freaking zuckerberg's building his own fucking metaverse that we've been talking about for weeks <laughs> like,
1: before, before we go to the metaverse real yeah quick. T- tesla stock is currently worth twelve hundred dollars yeah a stock okay it is one thousand dollars away from being on paper the biggest company in the on the planet yeah. how is that possible.
0: Exactly. Because not only do they make... We've talked about this. They make less cars than all the other major manufacturers. They sell less cars than other major manufacturers. And their cars are complete pieces of shit. And everyone I know on... like, Not know. People on the internet who have a Tesla. Almost every one of them has talked about how it is a piece of shit car. And their regular fucking Honda Accord is a better car than, than that. A hundred times. Yeah. So it is insane to me that... All these Elon dick riders and these tech bros and these people who are all t- dialed into the stock market and all this crypto bullshit just keep making the stock worth more and more. It's just insane to me.
1: It's a bubble, is what it is. Yeah. And when it bursts, it's going to be insane. Yeah, but it's not going like- to be insane
0: for Elon. That's that's the worst. First, what's the worst part? Oh, yeah. is everyone else is going to get fucked in this scenario, but he's going to be able to get out scot free with maybe just- a little less money.
1: It's like when Jeff Bezos was the richest person in the world, it made sense to me because Amazon is so fucking huge and has replaced large parts of every kind of commercial industry there is and shipping and stuff. That made sense because Amazon's everywhere. Tesla is, to, in my experience, basically nowhere. I don't live anywhere with here that has a Tesla. I've never seen a fucking EV charging pole. It doesn't exist around here. All right? It's not a thing. So I don't understand how it could be. How is he bigger than actual car companies like Ford and GM? I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, because
0: you I know? do live in an area where I would say I actually see a fair amount of Teslas. I would say if I drive around all day, I'd probably see maybe 50, 60 Teslas, honestly. But the thing is, if you tell me to count how many Fords and Chevys I see, it's going to be, you know, Three times that, at least. So it's just crazy to me.
2: Mm. Shit. Yeah, because I was thinking, yeah. it's it's not their solar, like, shit. Because I know they bought some solar companies. And it's not
0: SpaceX. It's not the boring company.
2: It's not those fucking flamethrowers. <laughs> that's so that, that,
0: the, that's the boring company.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's, Wait, it's why ridiculous. is this boring company making flamethrowers?
0: because his whole it, it's so it's the cool thing because it's called the boring company but they make flamethrowers which are cool that's his, that's the whole meta thing about that company wow.
1: okay, no, okay. Yeah, the joke is that he he bought a company that makes boring machines that bore holes for the tunnels or the tesla's gonna drive in right mm. and he renamed it the boring company as a joke yeah uh, great joke man hilarious
0: it's very very hilarious um, I'm honestly so, not sure how he didn't get publicly executed after his SNL episode. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> because man, what a bad look! How did I,
1: at the very least, he should have been he should have been tarred and feathered and run out of town on, for that one. That was I have not watched the full episode because I don't I won't hate myself. Yeah, but I, the clips I've seen have been very bad.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, man. Goddamn, but Seth!
1: You were on some shit a minute ago about. <laughs> Uh, the metaverse and we got to talk
0: about the metaverse everybody <laughs> yeah so facebook apparently has decided to rebrand its company umbrella not the actual website facebook but its company umbrella to meta um and it's a weird man name. for a
1: second so, itself I was going to say they're, 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 they're umbrella corporation which would be <laughs> oh, way no. too on the nose <laughs> no but the
0: thing is the <laughs> best part about all this is all the edits i saw on twitter one was umbrella corp my favorite one though was wayland utani When I saw that, I was like, that is so incredibly accurate and perfect, it's unfair.
1: (laughs) You know what, Seth? I'm going to disagree with you real quick, fast. Weyland-Yutani made things. I guess They made spaceships and disasters. And that was real, concrete things you could put your hands on. What is Facebook made but a website that sells your data to other companies? That's That's the thing
0: is, the real world is never going to have that... Like our mega corporations that are ruining the world are, are nowhere near as cool as the ones in movies. At le- yeah, so. you're right, at least the ones, like at least in Robocop. They build a fucking robot with, like, six arms that shoots rocket launchers at pedestrians. Like, no offense, that's horrible, but it's, like, way cooler than, oh, we built an algorithm that just arrests every black person. Like, that's just what, that's what all the, the big tech, you know, policing stuff is. It's not like it was in RoboCop.
1: We built a we built a, a series of numbers that is a monkey, and you can buy it for a million dollars. Yeah, this is our, our product. OmniCorp built Detroit. <laughs> all right, <laughs> they killed so many people. All right, Facebook hasn't killed a single person yet. Yeah, except for that one lady. I think that was YouTube. Actually, that, that she came in there and uh, got killed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just don't get it, Seth. I'm so mad. I'm so angry. Like in Shadow Run, those those corporations made real things. All, all, It's also a scam today. All we have are scams and grifts. It's sadder almost. Yeah,
2: yeah, because they're cheaper to build.
0: (laughs) But yeah. You're right. You're right. The thing about meta that is so funny is that we have been making fun of the Ready Player One metaverse for a couple of weeks now. And now Zuckerberg is putting it out he's putting it out there. That's his his branch. That's his olive branch. He's like I'm going to create the metaverse with incredibly realistic environments like the one I'm standing in right now. He has a freaking barbecue sauce as a bookend (laughs) on his fucking shelf, which once again, once again, I completely think is him trying to make a joke about the whole barbecue thing. But man, is it executed in the most milk toast way possible? They're like, hey, hey, Zuck, we should do some tongue in cheek stuff at the time you did that barbecue. And he's like, yeah, let's put it on the bookshelf. Everyone will love that. That's very funny.
1: Here's my question. Why do they keep letting Zuckerberg do the PR? Yeah. Because he has no charisma. He looks fucked up and weird. No one wants to see him. The guys who made Google and Alphabet are in every fucking Google ad. They're like, get some models in here to do that shit. Don't talk to us. Why are Zuckerberg and fucking Elon Musk all in the shit when they're not appealing at all? That's what and I was, why are they letting them
0: do that? So I'm actually literally in the middle of recording a, a YouTube video right now that I'm making. And one of the first points I make in it is that people like Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg have no charisma at all. But especially Musk has somehow built up a cult of personality despite not having one. <laughs> and it's just so weird to me.
1: It's But it's like, it's like everything else. And what we've talked about so far is the, even the billionaires, even the, the captains of industry today are pale imitations. They're shadows, the ones that came before them, who actually built things. Like, Andrew Carnegie had a personality. Yeah. He was an asshole, but he was, it was charismatic. He was abrasive, but you, you could listen to him talk. Today, they can't even do that. They have nothing.
0: You know who I think in their heyday actually talked like a movie billionaire? even though I guess he never had this much money, was uh, Todd Howard from Bethesda. That's the one guy who, like, he would walk into a room, and even if he was spouting the stupidest bullshit in the world, everyone fucking listened. And the man actually had charisma. Now he's lost a lot of that goodwill because of their video games. But, man, he had that, like, movie thing that those, those crazy billionaires like Wayland have.
1: Everybody thinks they're fucking their guy Pierce as as Whalen, yeah, fucking uh, Prometheus, Prometheus, and you're not. I'm sorry, <laughs> no, you just suck. It's all it is, and you're surrounded by yes men who will tell you yes, Mr. Zuckerberg. You're very entertaining. Everyone loves to watch you talk. And no- that video where Zuckerberg makes toast is like, what's going on? Yeah, is he an alien? Is he real? Is he an android that escaped from a lab? I don't understand. Where are we at? Just never actually had toast before. <laughs> You never even seen toast, Marcus. No. He's heard about
2: it? <laughs> yeah,
0: I heard it was pretty
2: good. Uh, human things. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> but this metaverse shit, by the way, is the funniest thing they've tried so far. Because here's the thing, y'all. No disrespect to you, Marcus, but VR is not catching on. I'm sorry. It's the the, the equipment is too expensive, and it's too specialized, and requires a space requirements people will have in a lot, of, a lot of locations but they want it in the future so hard it'll never happen it's just not it's not going to
2: occur i'm sorry right because like the vr i have the oculus quest 2 it's air quotes affordable compared to like other vr headsets yeah and like if you want a really fucking good one that you you might like blend those lines of reality it'll cost you apparently about five thousand bucks I'm like, holy fuck, no, no way.
0: on, <laughs> the, on their, the marketing for the $5,000 one, they're like, it blends the lines of reality. <laughs> we, we actually cannot sell this to some people because you, you might
1: feel like you've been transported to a different universe. depends <laughs> on psych evaluation for you buy this thing.
2: <laughs> you have to do the Blade Runner test. That's... Yep, yep. <laughs> That is way too responsible. For <laughs> you, know you know it. It's true. It's true. They wouldn't recommend that either. You got the money. But Take this shit.
1: It should be good. By the way, the market is you own the Oculus, which is a Facebook product. But again, Facebook did not build that. They bought the company that did. Yep. That's yeah. how it is. Mm-hmm. A company makes thing, they get bought by a bigger company, and then they claim it as their own. That's all it ever is.
0: Yep. yep. Every company Every gets companies. to make one thing, and then they just get so big they can buy all the other companies.
1: It's like MySpace lost at the Facebook and now Facebook can just buy whatever the fuck they want at this point and just have it, yeah. you know? And now they're meta for the metaverse because everyone thinks we're going to live in the fucking virtual reality future. I'm telling you guys, the reason they want to do this is because they can see it around them. The planet is being fucked up. So let's escape. Let's go into a virtual reality and let's ignore all the problems happening around us. Let's just forget that the ice caps are melting and all the animals are dying and the blokes have disappeared. D- fuck all that. No, no. Fantasy worlds. It's okay. Relax. Go to sleep. Shh, shh, shh. Don't talk about it. Go to
0: sleep. I mean, the sad thing is, it's literally what happens in Ready Player One. It's like, <laughs> actually, it makes me so fucking mad that that's the one movie that might end up being right.
1: Can we also, can we just talk about the ending of that movie, where the resolution is, we shut it down on the weekends.
2: Problem yeah.
0: <laughs> the world, the, 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 the trailer parks are still 10,000 stories tall, and you can't afford red, but guess what? <laughs> on the weekends, you gotta go outside and talk about it.
1: <laughs> Seth, I thought really you couldn't afford red for a second there. I was
0: <laughs> 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 like, God damn! What a horrible future. I can't afford the color
1: you red. Can't afford
0: to see the color red.
1: You only get green and blue. You bitches.
2: Yep. This is it.
1: It's like yeah, we can go out and touch grass. Oh wait, there's not any grass enough. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> touch asphalt, you dumb fucks. So yeah, but they—I cannot believe because I even saw some guy say like I never read Snow Crash, which coined the term but metaverse, but I did see Ready Player One, and that was pretty cool. And I was like, you did not see that movie correctly, sir. You missed the point. <laughs> yeah,
0: and also you need to read Snow Crash, you dumbass.
1: Did <laughs> you, 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 uh, Neil Stevenson had a tweet about this actually? No. He was like I am not involved with Facebook and the metaverse <laughs> at all. I coined the term in so crash that is my only yes. involvement. He's
0: with like us. I am merely a messenger of my own thoughts. And <laughs> what anyone else did with them sadly this is what's come to.
1: What's what's fucked up to me, and this is another thing. Another problem, other problem is the sci-fi writers of old. Your your William Gibson's envisioned the future of computers and didn't know fuck all about computers when he did. Nope. He just made some shit up. No. Nope. And then the people, the the, the the fucking scientists of today, the capitalists are trying to beat computers into the shape they envisioned in the past, rather than doing what they actually were supposed to do. Right. Before that, they didn't do that shit. It wasn't the science bent itself to fiction. It's because fiction became the science. Right. It, it adapted to what we knew. Again, the whole world is just one big fucking fake scam. That's all it is.
0: Yep. So yeah, the meta thing is incredibly stupid. And it's also um, stupid because it is an effort for Facebook to um, divorce Mark Zuckerberg from bad PR that Facebook is getting. Because this is what all companies do. They um, will... Amazon did it. Google did it. They split their CEO off into their parent company or a side company, and somebody else takes over the shitstorm company, and then we just forget about the other guy. Apparently,
1: yeah. So, real quick, if the anniversary ever gets made, Uh it's real or whatever. Marcus, I'm sure you're going to get on our day one. I mean,
2: I'm going to see what happens. You know,
1: (laughs) how on a scale of one to ten, how nervous would you be that a solar online happens? Ner- nervous?
2: I wouldn't be nervous at all.
1: <laughs> you're sure? You don't think Zuck would try and trap your brain in there with him forever? He can
2: trap my brain in there for as long as he fucking wants. If I can, uh-huh. if I can stay in there and fucking like generate like money somehow, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. So it's like you're saying
0: going- it's like the real world. If you can stay yeah, here and yeah. somehow generate enough
2: money to continue to live, you'll be fine. Listen, you- <laughs> Because the fuckers who are going to try to beat the game, they're going to need potions. They're going to need to fix their shit. <laughs> That's where I come in, baby. I've been farming grass and and fucking buffalo asses all day. Come come on down, I got them right here.
0: The Marcus is buffalo ass
2: shop. <laughs> You're one of those guys who settles down in the first episode and becomes a shopkeeper. That's, That's right. What you are. I'm a, I'm gonna make it and when okay. slash if I get out of here, I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna be great.
0: Also, if Buffalo Ash Shop isn't an urban dictionary sex position, then we got to based on this guy's
2: <laughs> voice. Buffalo Ash
1: Shop. Yeah, but uh, kind, of, kind of related to the metaverse thing, did y'all see that crazy ass dorm that got rejected in California? No. The dorm, the dormitory design that some, some millionaire made up? No. No. He's a 90-year-old architect that quit his job over this because he wanted to create, guys, I'm not even kidding you. Possibly the worst design I've ever seen for a building in my entire life. It would house eighty six hundred students in one building. Okay, with, that's quite a lot. With with two exits.
2: Okay, that is, is sounds it, like hell. Is this building is, the shape of a dick?
1: it's no marcus it's a giant cube it's kowloon walled city but for college students you, all you'd have is each room would house 10 people each with your own individual like one person one bed suicide room to go like go sit in with a common area and then one bathroom per floor
0: per floor Why?
1: well of wing i guess oh, so okay. overall it would be, be about 12 bathrooms for 8600 people
2: was he designing a prison? Because that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. This
0: is like a dorm at all.
2: A prison you go to for fun. Also, that you pay those to go rooms
1: to. Yeah, wouldn't have windows, but would instead have fake windows. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: <laughs> the fuck?
1: It was like a, like a, like a translucent piece of, of plastic with some light in it, as if the sun were shining in from the outside.
0: And oh, the guy right. who designed it is a 90-year-old? Yes. That tracks. The man has not had to live in a dorm in a 100 years. <laughs>
1: the kids will love this shit. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: He resigned because they, they rejected it. They were like, this is not only unsafe because there are two exits. What if there's a fire for 8,600 people? And also, this is like a farm. Uh, this is a, a cage farm for humans. This is not good. Well, speaking oh, of God.
0: architecture, hell. I saw a series of tweets by this lady who apparently, unbeknownst to herself, booked a hotel in California that ended up being a fully automated hotel. So there were no employees. It was all, everything was controlled through an app on your phone. Um, and she said that that was already like bad enough. She said the worst part is like, they literally charge you for every single thing. They charge you if you want to go to a clean room. So that's like an extra charge. Like you, you go there and you're like, "Oh, I want this room." And if it's like a clean room, you have to pay more money.
1: <laughs> wow. So wait, you can just you can just live in a dirty room.
0: Yeah, that would just be like, "Oh yeah, you can. This room is cheaper. It's not clean at all, but you can you can live in that one if you want." Hmm. Even in the worst fucking no tell
1: motels on the planet, they still clean them fuckers occasionally, right? right. And that's considered a, a thing. I, they've never in the history of fucking anything ever given
0: you the option of sleeping in the dirty room.
2: Yeah. That's not a thing.
1: You don't do that.
0: So yeah, that's, um, and that, uh, and that's the scariest thing was like, she was like, none of their advertising told her this So when she booked the hotel room. She didn't know this was some kind of weird, you know, Zuckerberg hotel that just didn't have any people inside of it. And it's kind of fucked up.
1: By which you mean no people, only one Mark Zuckerberg was inside the
0: building. Yeah. He was the concierge. <laughs> oh, no. They're like, hey, Dude, where can I get some good is... food around here? He's like, that's a good question. You know? <laughs> <Are> You've <laughs> got, to <laughs> yeah.
2: got barbecue sauce on your shelf, you know? What
0: I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All our shelves are equipped with the best barbecue sauce.
2: <laughs> this is like the hotel from Altered Carbon,
0: but it sucks. Yeah, except for instead of Edgar Allan Poe hologram taking care of you, it's no one. Right. <laughs>
1: Now the next step is, of course, to give it guns. Because why not? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to keep out the homeless riff raff or whatever. Oh god, no. <laughs> That's the next step, guys. I'm telling you, is guns inside of buildings to keep out the homeless.
2: Yeah. Jeez.
1: Gun turrets on the streets. We're putting them with spikes on everything. It's gonna get worse. That's the thing, guys. The future is just worse. It's just what's happening now, but worse. There's no more, like, guys, better in the future. We're gonna we're gonna have like Better stuff? No, now it's just worse stuff. You'll have better toys, maybe. Yeah, maybe
0: you can get them. And uh, yeah, so the future is an interesting topic today because we're talking a lot about climate change. Um, and one of my favorite takes comes from our, our own boy uh, President Biden, who basically oh, said Lord. that, "Oh yeah, market based solutions are gonna be uh are gonna solve uh climate change." And I'm yep. like, that is almost as if President Biden got on stage and said, uh, we're going to open up a thousand midnight diners to solve our uh, gremlin problem. <laughs> you know? It's like, that is not the solution you're looking
2: for. Oh my god.
1: That is the exact kind of donkey brain fucking solution he would come up with with the gremlins. Yeah. Like.
0: <laughs>
2: midnight
1: diners.
0: Fix, fix, fix them up.
2: But I guess he had to do something since they just... They just let, uh, what are those two fuckers name who just blocked the, the Mansion infrastructure and bill. Cinema. Yeah. yeah. So, we're screwed on both ends. <laughs> yep. After
1: they cut basically everything good from that bill, they still wouldn't pass it. They still won't do it.
2: Well, yeah, the, the goal was to burn that shit to the ground. <laughs> yep. They yep. don't want you to have any of it. Nope. How do, do you my part, have, though, like, man? a standard of living?
1: My favorite part is that the climate change conference is called COP twenty six.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm. <laughs> so it's going to be useless. <laughs> there we
0: go. I, just call it,
1: I call it personally. I call it cope. That's what it is. It's all cope. It's all copium. That's
0: all it is. Is a big convention full of copium.
1: Joe Biden fell asleep while waiting to give his remarks. Which, to be honest, can't blame him for that. It's yeah. all useless anyway Yeah, one, it's
0: useless. Two, it's boring. And three, he's 600 years old. So I, I'm surprised, <laughs> surprised he's ever awake, to be honest.
1: That's true. Oh, man. I think I saw today a poll said that 71% of America is heading in the wrong direction, which, accurate, it should be a higher number than that, though. Right. I think. Yeah,
0: and I'm sure that the 50% of people who said that think it's headed in the wrong direction in one way, and 50% think it's <laughs> right. the other way.
1: Did y'all see the let's go Brandon thing? Yes. Can you explain it to
0: me? I keep all I know is that people say let's go Brandon and it's like an anti Biden thing, but I don't understand how they got to it.
2: Marcus, you want to explain it? Cause I'm, you sound I, like you know, I, I I've seen it, but I also don't understand how we got there.
1: Guy named Brandon so, uh, won a NASCAR race. And as he's given his interview there on the asphalt, the crowd is chanting, uh, fuck Joe Biden. They're chanting, fuck Joe Biden. And then the reporter who's interviewing him says, listen to that crowd, Brandon. Listen to them chant. Let's go, Brandon. And you could clearly tell what they were saying. And now it's turned into an anti-Biden-like slogan. Like, so now they say,
0: now let's go, Brandon. Wow. As a
1: code for saying, fuck Joe Biden.
2: That's amazing.
1: I'm just like, why did you even acknowledge it lately? It's pretend it's not happening, but you usually do. You know? <laughs> you just give it them more. That's just so, so weird. That's... I'm like, what did y'all expect to happen? Like, Joe Biden has done nothing for anybody. He's not helped any any person out in this whole thing, yeah. and it's just things are just going further downhill. Yeah. His own party doesn't like him. He can't pass legislation.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. to be honest, we have not had an effectual president in over 20 years at this point. Yeah. Um, maybe 30, depending on who you ask. And it's just, it just seems to be getting worse. I have no idea who the next president of the United States is. My only guess is Donald Trump.
2: I mean, at this point, does it even matter? <laughs>
0: That's true. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I mean, you, you know that Trump's going to come out 2024 and say, hey, miss me yet? Yeah. And He's I like, I, no. I think it might work. I honestly think it probably will. Yeah. A lot of folks that came up for Joe Biden are not going to do it again because they're just not going to care anymore. Yeah.
0: And it's weird because this is like, it's like the Democrats, this is your chance to like actual, even if you guys don't believe a single thing you're doing. It is like your chance to make some big changes that enough people are going to find to be positive they'll keep voting democrat but no they're deciding to make no changes and then make negative a progress and i'm like okay well let's just see what happens in 2024 then
2: all right yeah i thought they'd at least do like something yeah. to encourage re-election at the very least
0: because they made such a big deal about the georgia runoff and like biden winning and all these states flipping blue they're like if you get us A blue majority. We are going to make change. And they've done fucking nothing.
1: They have a shovel more money to the military, of course, and the cops. So don't worry. Oh, yeah. Uh, They did get something done. There's nothing positive.
0: Nothing useful.
1: Yeah. Still forgive student
2: loans. Come on.
1: (laughs) All that time, all that energy that went into getting them elected has accomplished fuck nothing. It's zero for everybody in the country. And I don't even think 2024 2022 is going to be a slaughter. That's in the true. It's like, it's be bad. It, it's, it's just, it's, it's rough. And I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I'm like, I do understand it. This not meant to help us. So the government functioned to, to help anybody out. That's just the way it is. But like, just take Joe Manchin behind the building and break his fucking kneecaps. I don't understand. Threaten to kill cinema's husband. I don't know. Do something. Right, use your fucking power that you have. It like other countries get shit done with these ways. Like, as of today, China reviewed their five-year plan, 2015 and 2020, for for various targets. One of which is climate change. They hit and exceeded all of their fucking targets for for reducing emissions in their country over the past five years. And they're setting an even more ambitious goal for 2025. And it's like, what the fuck are we doing? Nothing. <laughs> The Supreme Court is going to take up a, a fucking case to possibly limit the EPA's ability to do any climate change at all. They're going to hear fossil fuels companies' arguments as to why they should not be allowed to be regulated at all.
0: Great. Awesome. See, those, It's those market decisions that are going to really solve the, the climate crisis. Um, but yeah, but hey, don't worry. We, As long as everyone in the United States recycles everything they have we're still going to burn 98% of it, but that 2% is going to make a big dent in uh, our carbon emissions.
1: Oh, if you guys really want to just go down a really dark hole, uh, Google microplastics and get into that. Oh yeah. Because- oh yeah. <laughs> Once you learn that microplastics are in literally everything and the effect they have on the human endocrine system is insane. Like, if you ever go map a, a map of obesity in America to uh, where the water could concentrates the most, it is insane how it all lights up along major rivers where all these microplastics are, con- are, are, are accumulating in people's uh, uh, water. It's insane. We, we fucked ourselves, basically. Like, um. uh... It's yep. it's we were like guys. Hey, plastic is the future. That fucking the graduate movie. Plastics they're the
0: future. They are because you'll be them. Yep, and that's why we gotta. At this point, we just gotta try and live out the best time we can because we have set up. We've set too many mouse traps for humanity and especially Americans <laughs> to last a lot longer. You
1: know, I was playing recently again. I was Tell playing Half Life Two. Okay. Uh, which I consider to be one of the high points of video games. It's a masterpiece, I mean, easily uh, in all ways. But playing it again, remember, remember, uh, Doctor Breen, the, the the human collaborator yeah. who is who leads the the, uh, the human part of the Combine. Right. He has a speech towards the end of the game talking about collaboration, and he says, "Is humanity's legacy to be just a few inches of plastic uh, between the Burgess shale and the mud?" And I'm like, "Man, today that hits different." Yeah. <laughs> Also, if you think about it, if you really drill down, guys, into the game, the Combine are kind of the good guys this game because they did say they did like r- roll back a lot of our environmental problems. That's and, true. Uh, and the biggest one was the the anti fucking field, which is probably what we need right now, immediately.
0: <laughs> what was
1: that? <laughs> the, the the suppression field that who have made. Oh yeah. Uh, <coughs>
2: That's
1: great. Here's the thing. <laughs> It's never answered in the game. It, does the field prevent the like formation of babies, or does it prevent boners? Because there's a big difference.
0: Or you know, further, does it prevent actual like P and V? You know, like does it does it? Will you just get like? you be like um, the same pole magnet and just repel each other as soon as you start doing that? You know,
1: like a repulsive field through your vagina.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: That's actually Seth, I thought the anti boner feel was the worst. You come up with the worst. Boners are allowed that cannot go anywhere.
0: Yeah. Or like what if you if you get a boner, you immediately ejaculate. You have you have no time between getting boner and anything else.
2: I don't know. That's awful a lot so. of questions. Uh, <laughs> Seth right here.
1: Just ask some questions. I know.
0: I'm i I'm I'm that guy, but hey, I'm asking questions.
1: You'd be in the, in the combine time out of jacking off, guy. Just ask <laughs> questions, yes? Yep. Just want to know. <sighs> I want to be the annoying guy in the apocalypse. That's who I want to be—the one that everybody just hates. Like, why are you still alive? <laughs> How did you survive?
0: Okay, guys, I got to go off on a little rant here. Oh,
2: oh boy!
0: So you guys have heard of the slasher franchise that started in 1978 called Halloween. Correct. Yeah. Michael Myers is a murderer. You know. Blah, 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 blah. So basically the way those movies worked was in 1978 John Carpenter made a Halloween movie and then a bunch of other people came and made five more of them. So there's like six Halloween movies. And then um, they made a another one H2O. And they made another one called Halloween Resurrection. And then Rob Zombie went and made two or a remake of the original. and now And then in 2018 there's a movie called Halloween. That came out, which is a direct sequel to the 1978 one. It does not account for any of the other movies. So in that in the new in the current timeline, technically Lori and Michael Myers are not brother and sister sister like they were in the sequels of the other movies. Because this one takes place other movies didn't exist, this one is the next movie. But that creates a scenario in which a movie named Halloween has a sequel from 40 years later named Halloween. So if you were to watch these movies in chronological order, you'd watch Halloween, and then Halloween, and then Halloween Kills. And then after you watch Halloween Kills, you'd jump off a bridge because that movie sucks so much shit. Oh, it was bad? Yeah, I saw it in theaters on Saturday. And that is, without a doubt, one of the most incomprehensibly bad movies I've ever watched.
1: Wow. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But Seth, you're forgetting about a more rec- a, a more an earlier example of this, which is the the prequel to the thing. It's called, called the thing. The
0: thing. <laughs> this is another trend I wanted to point out. I'm glad you brought that up. So, <laughs> speaking of Halloween, so th- th- there's like three huge slasher franchises of all time, which are Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Friday the Thirteenth. All three of those movies in the 2000s were remade at one point or rebooted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Zombie did Halloween in 2005, and then after that, you had Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. I can't remember the directors of those movies, but Rob Zombie is in my, actually, in my opinion, a great filmmaker, And but he was a musician, and he directed many music videos before he ever directed a feature film. The two guys who directed those other remakes were also music video directors who ended up making the fir- their first feature film was a remake of a huge horror franchise, and then the guy who made the fucking thing is also a music video and commercial director. And wow. every single one of them ended up making those movies and except for Rob Zombie, those movies killed those guys' careers. They basically never did a feature film since. And those movies never got sequels and they were critically panned at all turns. Damn. It's so I, I weird. Lot, I, think,
1: I mean a lot of directors are start as video game as video as music video directors cuz like Michael Bay. Yeah. It's very true. Zack Snyder. A lot directors. of them did. I mean
0: but these guys were all like career music video directors. Hadn't done a feature in their life. Or if they had it, was like TV movies or like really, really indie stuff. And then their first big project is a remake of a huge horror franchise. And then besides Rob Zombie, nothing to be heard of from since. Very, very strange uh, coincidence I found.
1: Maybe the lesson to take away from this is please just let those franchises be done.
0: Yeah, don't do <laughs> more... Of those movies, they're they're fine. Give,
1: give those guys some original shit to work with, all right? Because we let's just let's guys let's just stop remaking
2: and doing sequels and prequels and shit. Just let things be done. Mm. Yeah, but if you let it, if you let it die, you know you're letting all that money go. Just, what? Why would you do that? That's that
1: is true. A problem, isn't
0: it, Marcus? And also a controversial take for anyone who's seen the franchise. A lot of people think that the 2018 Halloween movie that's just called Halloween again is pretty good, and you're all wrong. That movie sucks, also, <laughs> and the new one is even worse. And David Gordon Green should not be directing horror movies, in my opinion.
1: Wasn't the Rob Zombie? Wasn't his was movie pretty good, actually?
0: I recently watched the first one, and I mean, I'm a sucker for Rob Zombie. I don't know why. I really love his movies. I've been, I've actually been listening to a lot of his music recently too, and the guy absolutely fucking rips. Um I think that for people like us his movies hit a little bit different because he makes movies about hillbillies and he makes them with I don't know an actual respect for hillbillies. I think a lot of times movies about the south and like hillbillies especially are very like um they're la- they're like laughing at you and they're very disrespectful. But Rob Zombie like he ma- he shows these environments and they all feel very real. And, they, and the characters don't feel like jokes. And mm-hmm. that, something about that I really, really love. So his version of Halloween I love. I haven't watched the sequel yet. A lot of people say the sequel, if you watch his director's cut, which is incredibly hard to find, by the way, is actually way better. So I'll, I'll get to that sometime soon. But yeah, Rob Zombie's, in, in my opinion, his movies are great. And I watched House of a Thousand Corpses recently in that movie. Absolutely. That movie, st- the stars of that movie are Rain Wilson and Chris Hardwick. By the way, if you guys. I don't. (laughs) Weird. Yes. Walton Goggins is in it. I mean, it's
1: crazy. I liked House of Thousand Corpses. I did not like Devil's Rejects, but maybe I was in a weird place when I watched that movie. I remember liking that one.
0: I need to rewatch. I think I'm just going to watch all of his movies sometime soon and just dive in. But yeah.
2: Marcus, your opinion on Rob Zombie? Any opinion? (laughs) I did see. He did direct, what was it? The. Chainsaw Massacre movie? No, is that, is that the right
0: one? No, nope. He didn't do that one. He's done Halloween. He devils rejects. He did House of Thousand Corpses, Lords of Dog okay. or Lords of Salem, Thirty One, Three from Hell. I
2: remember seeing one, and I remember seeing Rob Zombie's name on it, and I was like, oh, okay, all right. But I could have swore it was like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre one. Let me see. He did. A, he did one of the grind houses. Maybe you saw that.
0: Okay, yeah, I definitely um, saw
2: the Grindhouse. Yeah, I think that
0: might be what you're talking about, because he hasn't done any other um
1: Wait, which Grindhouse did he do? He
0: did Werewolf Women of the SS.
1: Oh, the trailer, the fake trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: One of the the A bunch of directors did those Grindhouse segments.
2: Right, yeah, yeah. Um he he did one of those. Right. Um shoot, yeah. I guess I don't have much of an opinion of Rob Zombie. Like, hey hmm. that's fine.
1: Yeah. You should you should at least watch House of Thousand Corpses and Halloween in my opinion. I've seen his Halloween movie and I thought it was pretty good, but yeah. I, when I saw it, I probably had less of a taste than I do now. But I do think that the history has has claimed that it is a good.
0: Movie. Malcolm McDowell plays uh, Loomis in that movie, and he looks like he's Ooh. and he looks like he's in a biker gang, which is just the best thing about Rob Zombie's movies, in my opinion. Yeah, so that movie, the end of it kind of gives into a lot of trends with a, a lot of shaky cam and just like needlessly loud screaming but the rest of the movie is pretty solid
1: so, but yeah. think about it, one of the most legendary horror films of all time is the texas chainsaw massacre yeah. and the entire back 20 minutes of that film is just screaming
0: constantly it's, yeah but that movie is fucking crazy <laughs> it's raw is the movie is. that's a movie they tried to remake and you can just never capture that like remaking any other franchise at least maybe there's something you can do there but you can't remake that movie it is manic energy from front to back
1: yeah the ghoulish nature of the of the family and their whole thing you just i don't know it's like you, you it needs that that raw and amateurish direction and and look to it like it feels almost like real in that in that sense and how how cheap it is Right? Like, trying to dress it up with, like, fancy effects and whatnot, and, and good cinematography? No, no. They actually lay yeah. bare. For t- yeah, t- it's, it's one of those
0: movies that, like, really, like, you feel like you're in the shoes of the characters, and you're like, this is... I'm fucked. Like, mm-hmm. you would be so screwed in this scenario. Because
1: this chick is screaming her head off. I'd be shitting my fucking britches, too, alright? If I <laughs> got the chainsaw, chase a mask in the fucking woods? Are you kidding me? And he's, like, seven feet tall, and is wearing people's leathered faces on his face? Nah, I'd be fucking... I'd be gone, bro. I'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> I would have died of a heart attack. He doesn't going to come kill me. Like, it's already over. But, um... I want to talk real quick about... This is going to be for my, my wrapping up session on what I've been doing recently. And I've been watching the show Foundation. Okay. Um, Foundation is interesting. I think it's so crazy that Foundation and Dune came out around the same time. Yeah. They deal with similar themes of a guy who basically can see the future and knows what's coming. And And they're similarly
0: unadaptable.
1: Right. Yes. Because foundation is a novel where it's just every couple hundred years folks meet in a boardroom and talk and, and and then a hologram appears of a man who says, Hey, how's all this coming? Here's how you're going to deal with it. Right. And that's unfilmable. You can't do that. Um, but the show's, approach to this appears to be let's just drill down on the very first crisis of the Foundation. The the book is several crises that happen that the Foundation has to deal with. In case you don't know, in the book Foundation the Galactic Empire is going to die because this guy named Harry, S- Harry Seldon has come up with a way to predict the future using math, right? He knows it's going to collapse. And his proposal is, it'll be 30,000 years of darkness. But if you give me the resources, make like a foundation, like an encyclopedia, then we can reduce it to 1,000 years instead. But his true goal is to not build Encyclopedia, but to reconquer the galaxy after the Empire falls, using the science that's been forgotten, right? That's the whole thing. And the book is a series of crises, and their approach to the show has been, let's just do the first crisis. Let's drill down on every character, Salvor Hardin, harden, and let's really get deep into that character and their journey. But here's the problem. Mm-hmm. The book is very thin on characterization and so they're inventing whole story arcs involving emperor cleon and his shit happening as the empire dies and giving salver harden's entire you know, family way too much to do and i just feel like you, you could have done this much simpler it could have been let's do a 10 episode season of a show where every two episodes is one crisis and we shoot it an anthology style whole new cast every two episodes we yeah. a whole new cast of characters Get everybody, get some, get some big names. What, what, what do we got right now? We got Jared Harris. He's always good. Lee Pace, great, very hot guy. Great to see him around. Yeah. You got um, You got uh, Clark Peters. Love Clark Peters. He's great in everything I've ever been in. I'm happy to see him here but it's just, it's too focused and I can see what they're doing and it's, we want to build this five season long show that is g- going to spend so much time. We're going to invent whole new character arcs. You're not going to get to the cool parts of Foundation, which is like Second Foundation and the Mule and whatnot. And I don't care about your invented storylines. I just feel like we, p- we spend a lot of money and time on this show and it, it's it's just, it's, it's slow and it's squandering a lot of the promise of foundation which is a a cool story dealing with a a dying empire and those vibes are very real to us today yeah there's two great scenes on the way in the show one where jared harris basically looks directly into the camera and he says the people in power always fear change but most of they fear the harbingers of that change and what he's talking about to me is climate change yeah. And guys, how weird is it we keep we keep making shows where Jared Harris has to look into the camera and tell us that climate change is coming and you're not gonna be saved from it by the rich and powerful. Chernobyl, this one,
0: it keeps happening. Maybe he will uh, maybe one day he'll get through to somebody.
1: And the second interesting uh, uh, scene is Clark Peters, who I love, is in there talking about, he lived on the Trantor, the, the powerful Imperial Capital Planet, and that he was surrounded by miracles every day. But what he came to realize was that even as just a regular guy, a regular worker on Trantor, that his life depended on trillions of other people across the galaxy, you know, making it happen by shipping their labor basically to the home planet. And I'm like that's america you're living we're living in that right now our miracles are supported by all these people breaking their backs across the planet but it's not going to get through to anybody i don't think it's just like the show is ephemeral in that way yeah it has two interesting moments and that's it
0: sorry that's my foundation rant done hey no problem
2: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: Yeah, if we're using this as our wrap-up marcus what have you been doing besides genshin
2: impact (laughs) oh god well, I actually have been diving into the metaverse now, with my VR headset, because they released Resident Evil 4, fucking VR. It's fucking fun. I love it. Good game. <laughs> it is a fun game, and it's crazy, because you can do all kinds of stupid shit. You can dual wield now. You can- <laughs> I can have my shotgun in one hand, my pistol in another. It <laughs> is. It's great. It's. It's so stupid because all your enemies are so stiff, and you've been given all the flexibility to be stupid. Fucking knife them in the face, shoot them in the knee, taunt them like a fucking idiot, and then shotgun their brains out. It's it's. It's dumb, and I love it. Nice. Uh, Sorry.
1: I, did, I did hear from one woman that she went to get grenades you have to like, grab your chest to get them off of your, your chest uh, band yeah. here <laughs> and she says that because it's rigged not for women she gets punched open the boob no. every time she reaches out to get no. a grenade
0: no.
1: and she was like please account for boobs when you're making games
2: <laughs> yeah also the grenades are right next to your knife so like I'll try to knife somebody and I'll have a grenade and I'm just like oh that's that's not good <laughs> yeah put that back <laughs> yeah and uh, the, the only problem I have with it is that the game decides that some things you have to like be put out of the game and watch yourself do it like if you jump out of a window <laughs> they put you in this dark VR space there's a screen where you watch yourself jump out the window and then they put and you back. You're back in <laughs> I'm just like what? But if you were in, if you stayed in Leon's face, wouldn't you, like, get sick from seeing yourself flip or whatever? That's the thing. Because, like, there are times when you can, like, jump off a building and you just drop down. I'm like, why don't you just do that? Just because it, the fact that it goes back and forth is what pisses me off. Because um, a lot of the cutscenes are in that weird void space. But, but how are the QTEs handled? You fucking do this. You shake your hands. <laughs> like, run. There's no more button pressing. (laughs) There's no directions you need to go. Just ah, Marcus, (laughs) can you
0: stream this but just have the cam on you and not the game? (laughs) You look like freaking Robert. You look like Robert Patrick in Terminator 2 and you run. (laughs)
1: When you (coughs) do the knife fight with Krauser at the end of the game, I want to see that fucking footage of you doing that QTE. Oh oh
2: my god, that'll be great. But yeah, that's like, because I just finished, what was it? The boss fight with the lake monster. So, when when you shoot into the lake, you know, before you get on the boat, it can come out and kill you. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be a cutscene, because I've been seeing cutscenes all the way up to this point. But no, that fucker came out of the water and ate me in VR. Oh, God. <laughs> it scared the fuck out of me. And I said, good job. Yo, I'm glad they captured that. <laughs> but with, nice. the, with the El Gigante, um, after you like beat him up a little bit, there's a little cutscene of him like kneeling on the floor and the parasite comes out his back. And then you have to watch yourself climb onto it. <laughs> And then they put you back in VR to cut it with the knife. Weird. So, yeah. They did make a lot of improvements, but I feel like they didn't go far enough. Because, you know, uh, if you shoot someone in the face, they're stunned for a little bit. And then you can, like, kick them or suplex them. That's a great opportunity for... Let me use my VR hands and toss his stupid ass. Yeah. Let me do that. Let me throw this fucking knife. That'd be cool. If you throw the knife, it just kinda like magnetically comes back. Same with your guns. It's just You can go throw everything off and it just like your magneto or some shit.
0: Which is convenient.
2: Right. But yeah, I'm glad at the changes they made. I personally don't think they did enough to like Increase the fun to, like, the fucking max. But I'm still halfway through the game, and I am recording it, so I could potentially post this shit. (laughs) Nice. Yes. That's what I need.
1: So Seth, what about you?
0: Yeah, so I'm still watching some horror movies over the weekend. Um, I watched um, Halloween Kills, which, as I said, is one of the absolute worst movies ever. After the call, I have to spoil it for you guys and tell you some stuff. Um, so that movie, so I watched *The Faculty* by Robert Rodriguez, from like '98. That movie was really fun. I mean, it's like a stupid movie, but it's really fun. And speaking of Robert Patrick, I mentioned earlier, he is hamming it up beyond belief in that movie. It was re- it was very very fun.
1: Is he the gym teacher or the principal? He's the uh, the football coach. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: yeah, yeah. Um, anyhow, that movie is actually really fun to watch. So. You want something fun that's one um and i saw another movie this weekend i can't even remember um but yeah oh i saw last night in soho the edgar wright movie and it is okay which is oh. the worst review i've ever given to an edgar wright movie but it is still very interesting it's not like it's not worth a watch i would say it's actually it's very much worth the watch but I, I might need to watch it again to kind of unpack some of my feelings about it but it's an okay movie it's Better than a lot of movies you see, anyway. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing. Just watching movies, and oh, and then I'm watching Lost I'm on season three. Nice. Yeah, it's a good show. It's actually really, really good show.
2: Okay,
1: sure.
0: I swear. I, I, I wish. I wish <laughs> I was lying.
1: All right, boys. What was that? Is that an episode? I think that's it. Yeah, That's us do it. Alright, well, I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MC Surf.
0: I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at part-time pretzel. Still, I'm in a transitional phrase here. Um, YouTube is Indistinct Chatter. I'll have a new video up, hopefully within the next week or so. And if you just want to read the things I write about movies, um, indistinct-chatter.io.
2: Oh, and um, uh, Marcus, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Beaches, and I occasionally do our from the podcast.
0: I think so. it's always done by Ben Powell. He's been on the show before, especially on our movie review episodes. I think I need to pitch an episode where me and him talk about Halloween Kills, because he likes that movie, and I hate it, and I want to get down to the bottom of it. But if you want to hear him talk about wrestling, he has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, and talk about wrestling from the South. If that sounds interesting, go check it out.
1: You can lead a horse to water, but you can't even get under it. Fuck
0: Halloween kills. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Capitalism is the reason we're all going to die.
1: Um, we have stopped trying to solve our problems. We're trying to outlive them.
0: And from New Orleans or New York, that's the those podcast, baby.
2: We're out. We're out. Out. P- peace. Yeah.